Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Texas Ag Today. You know, yesterday, I said springtime is here, planting is underway, but you know the old saying about Texas weather, just stick around for five minutes and it'll change? Well, the panhandle definitely made a liar out of me. We saw temperatures in the 30s with snow and blizzard conditions over the last 24 hours, so spring is here for most of Texas, but the panhandle sees old man winter still hanging on. Well, I'd like for you to hang on as we bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm your host, Kerry Martin, along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're covering agriculture from the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from that blizzardy cold panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. There's a pretty good indicator that the prices they're seeing are inspiring Texas High Plains farmers to keep their wheat in the field. I'm James Hunt, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. From West Texas, I'm Eddie Griffiths. We'll be talking about preparations for planting and lack of moisture. Expanded options for crop protection provide more flexibility and more cash incentives for farmers. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories along with Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. The Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo is underway this year, but it looks a lot different. Jessica Domel explains. This time of year, people from all walks of life from across the state usually fill NRG Park in Houston to watch students show their animals, get a taste of favorite fair foods, and enjoy live entertainment. But this year, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo looks much different. Public events were canceled. We immediately said, okay, how do we sit with our scholarships and our giving to young people? And then also, what could we do for the junior exhibitors who are already have animals on feed? We knew that. We were working with 4-H and FFA throughout the state of Texas, their leadership team. And what we saw in working with other livestock shows is that we could socially distance. We could do it the right way. And so we put a plan together that if there was nothing else we could do, we wanted to make sure that we could put together something in a safe and healthy way for our youth exhibitors across Texas in both the livestock and horse show. Chris Bowman, HLSR CEO and president, says making that decision was difficult. We had several different stakeholder groups involved with us really since last May. And as a part of their work, including a health and safety medical group and then also a stakeholder group of local leaders, we leaned heavily on them month to month, if not twice a month with meetings and updates. And it was just clear to us that we just weren't going to be out of the pandemic as far as what we wanted to be. We want to make sure that everyone's health and safety were the number one priority. And we did not feel like we could do the event the way that we would want to do it and the way it needed to be done in a safe and healthy way. Livestock and horse shows are being held as private events this week. You can watch those and support HLSR vendors on RodeoHouston.com. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. Corn and soybean planting here in Texas has picked up the pace over the last couple of weeks. According to the latest Texas Crop Progress and Condition Report, we now have 26% of the corn crop in the ground. That is right on pace with the 26% five-year average. Sorghum planting moving fast also. 20% of the sorghum crop is planted. That as well is right on pace with the 20% five-year average. Texas High Plains wheat farmers seem to be motivated to grow out a grain crop this year. 
James Hunt reports from Amarillo. When I visited with Rachel Myers of Myers Crop Insurance on Monday, it just happened to be the deadline day for farmers if they wanted to short rate their wheat. Which means if a person had their wheat insured and they choose to take it to a separate use, so graze out is predominantly what we're talking about in that situation, or you know, someone that may have just decided they're going to use their wheat for silage or hay. This is the day that people can terminate their insurance and receive a discount. This is probably the smallest number of acres I've seen in the last 10 being short-rated, which tells me that, yes, a lot of people, due to the higher prices, are going to go ahead and continue that crop to harvest. Those higher prices Myers mentions certainly include July Kansas City wheat, which is running above $6 a bushel right now, much more than a dollar a bushel higher compared to a year ago. There is the issue, however, of what condition area wheat is in. Myers says things look pretty good in much of the eastern part of the region, but in the more moisture-deprived areas to the west, the situation's not as encouraging. Of course, those with irrigation are in better shape. Previously, we've heard AgriLife agronomist Jordan Bell describe how strategically timed watering can boost a crop. And here are some other things on Dr. Bell's list. It is a very important time for producers to also be scouting their fields. And of course, we want to be thinking about fertility programs. We want to be thinking about insect management. If we do wind up with moisture coming in, there's always the risk for rust and disease just because cool, moist conditions tend to see more disease in our wheat fields. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. West Texas farmers are preparing for planting while dealing with a lack of moisture. Eddie Griffiths has some insight from Lubbock. Well, as we look across the West Texas panhandle, it's pretty much some of the same. Lack of moisture. Producers are working like bees out there trying to get ready for spring planting. But the major concern in West Texas, again, is moisture. A lot of the wheat crop out there is probably fair right now. Irrigated wheat crop, able to get some water on that crop after the cold spell that really put the hurt on some of this crop in West Texas. As we get closer to planting, producers are starting to get irrigation systems up and running, trying to build up that moisture profile so that the seed has a fighting chance of getting out of the ground. But that will not be enough without some supplemental moisture in the next month or two to help that crop get a good start. Even with irrigation, you're not able to maintain enough moisture throughout the summer months to get where you need to get with that summer crop. So the major concern in West Texas, we've had plenty of high winds that's depleting what little moisture we have in the ground right now, but we need to get some substantial rainfall so that we have a fighting chance for this crop. Also for our pasture land, I know that feed supplies are starting to run short as far as livestock is concerned, so hopefully, keep our fingers crossed, we'll start getting some moisture, some substantial moisture that will build up that moisture profile and help us get something growing out there. This is Eddie Griffiths reporting from Lubbock for Texas Ag Today. An alpaca from LaGrange and a goat from Georgetown, Texas, are both in the running to be the next Cadbury Bunny. Jessica Domel has the story. 
Loretta Hayeski owns the alpaca named Waylon. She says she started planning for this contest months ago. The Cadbury Bunny's been around for many years, but they just opened it two years ago to the public to enter their own personal pets. Well, I saw the winner last year on television and I said, oh my God, look at this dog. It's such a cool little dog. He doesn't have any back legs. He used like a little wheelchair. He was the Cadbury winner last year and I saw that and I printed his photo out and it's been hanging in my office. And for a year I've been working on little props and all sorts of stuff, getting Waylon ready for a photo shoot. Waylon and the other finalists were selected out of thousands of submissions. Loretta says Waylon, who travels the state to appear at weddings, birthday parties, and other celebrations, would be a great bunny. Well, because he's very sweet and he's very soft, just like a bunny. Actually, probably softer than a bunny. He's very great around kids, so delivering Easter baskets is right up his alley. You can vote at CadburyTryouts.com. That is C-A-D-B-U-R-Y Tryouts.com. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. Crop protection companies continue to expand their incentive programs for Texas farmers. Tom Nicoletti has more. Today we're going to talk about Bear Plus Rewards Program. To talk more about it, we go to the St. Louis area, and Kim Helgen is my guest. She is Bear Plus Lead. Kim, uh, give our listeners an idea of what this rewards program is all about. The Bear Plus was launched in 2019, so we're just now finishing our first full cycle of the program. And Bear Plus is designed to reward our growers for making great agronomic choices on their operations using one more bear product than they have possibly before. So the program is designed so that if you purchase a bear seed or herbicide today, if you add one more product to your operation and meet the 1500 minimum threshold, then we reward you for that great agronomic choice and continue to reward you for each additional bear product that you purchase, up to five products. And Texas farmers can be part of the program? Absolutely. The program is open to most of the United States. And this is a program that uh, tracks and redeems cash back to farmers for what you uh, just uh, outlined, uh, adding additional products uh, to their portfolio. Is that right? Yes, it is. And we have some great tools to help them track and even consider how those rewards could add up. So at mybearplus.com slash calculator, we have a digital tool that would allow them to input some of the decisions that they might consider making for their 21 season. And it would allow them to see if they fluctuate those decisions, what that would do to their reward from Bayer. So as they consider if they want to these great commodity prices, possibly consider a fungicide or a second herbicide application on top of maybe what they're already doing from Bayer today, this would allow them to see what that could do to reward them for considering that additional agronomic option for their And this allows for more uh, flexibility for the farmers in the field then, right? Yes. One of the great part about our program is we have over 90 products within the program. So it really does allow for different agronomic needs for different growers, whether they have different size, different crops, and it really gives a lot of flexibility. And we have our easy to use portal that allows them to really see what their purchases look like. And so we have over 60,000 growers enrolled today. And the great part is if you're enrolled in 2020, you don't have to re-enroll for 21. So that really helps from here, just really go into your portal, see your 2020 purchases and how you can maybe make different decisions or try different opportunities on your operation for 21 and possibly get different rewards by using our calculator. So this is actually our second year. So I will say we're still finishing out 2020. So if you were a purchaser or a grower enrolled in 2020 and have not gone in and redeemed, you have until the end of April before they do expire. That again is Kim Helgen. She is Bear Plus Lee joining us from the St. Louis area. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. 
Well, you probably don't look at your cat's teeth very often, but it is important to have their teeth checked annually. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. Each year, National Ag Day celebrates the important contributions of our country's farms and farm families. Join the Agriculture Council of America and our esteemed industry partners on March 23rd as we thank America's farmers for all they provide to our nation and the world. Food brings everyone to the table. Thanks to American Ag. Learn more about Ag Day and the events for March 23rd at agday.org. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. My daughter has a cat, and I definitely do not make it a habit to check that cat's teeth. But it is important to have your vet check your cat's teeth at least once a year. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd tells why. About 50% of the cats presented to our vet clinic have some form of dental disease. It may not be serious enough to even require treatment, but unless your vet examines the mouth, you will not know. Lots of folks assume that if the cat is eating, then the teeth are fine, and this is just not the case. The teeth have to become severely infected or inflamed for cats to stop eating in some cases. Cats can develop tooth resorption also in which the cat's body starts resorbing the teeth, and this causes inflammation and pain. Many cats are also very reactive to tartar and can develop a significant reaction to only a small amount of tartar. Most cats with significant dental disease have a bad odor from their mouth, but since you may not get that close to your cat's mouth, you may not know there's a problem. And this is not just an old cat disease, as there is a condition called juvenile periodontitis that affects cats less than two years of age and is very painful. So if your vet examines your cat's mouth and there is inflammation, anesthesia will be required to clean the teeth and x-rays are required to determine the cause of the problem and to diagnose tooth resorption. In many cases, affected teeth may need to be extracted as medical treatment is usually ineffective depending on the cause. During the extraction process, it is critical to have dental x-ray capability so you can determine if all of the tooth roots are removed because if not, the cat will continue to have problems. Many cats are in pain with dental disease, so get your vet to check your cat's mouth every year. I'm veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. A new website provides fun outdoor activities for Texans of all ages. Jessica Domel has the details in today's wildlife report. If you are looking for something to do outdoors in the coming days, weeks, or months, you might want to check out Nature Challenge. Nature Challenge connects Texans with fun, creative ways to explore the outdoors, learn new skills, and get involved in their community. J.C. Tosh, Conservation and Education Coordinator for the Texas A&M Forest Service, joins us with more. There's place-based challenges that appear on a map, so things that can be done at very specific locations across the state. There are also challenges such as things that can be done at home or on on the virtual environment, on a phone or on a tablet, on the computer. The whole point is that we're trying to bring nature back into the everyday lives of people. And to do that, we're, we built this platform that our providers, our, our network of nature centers and zoos and all of our environmental education and service providers across the state can post their challenges for the public to then participate in. There are challenges for people of all ages. 
it's not just kids getting outside. It's, it's families and it's the whole Texas population and even beyond Texas. We know that nature is good for us. The research tells us that we cannot separate health and nature. It has so many benefits for us. Spending time in the outdoors improves our physical and our mental well-being. And at the Forest Service, we have our concepts with healthy trees, healthy lives. And we really believe that. We're putting all of our resources in that area to help people understand that it's not just natural resources that need to be sustained for economic purposes, but it's for the health and well-being of our societies. Nature Challenge is the result of a shared vision between Texas Children in Nature Network, Texan by Nature, and the Texas A&M Forest Service. You can check out Nature Challenge at naturechallenge.tamu.edu. That's naturechallenge.tamu.edu. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. The cattle markets on both sides of the market, however, we ended up closing higher on Wednesday. But beneficial rain and precipitation is putting some pressure on the wheat market. We'll take a closer look at all the livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Truck drivers, if you're stuck on a railroad crossing, don't just sit there. It takes a freight train more than a mile to stop, even in an emergency. So by the time you hear this, it could be too late to save your truck and maybe your license or your life. Instead, immediately get out of your truck, away from the tracks, and call the number on the emergency sign at the crossing. That gives the railroad a chance to stop trains before they get to you. Always call the emergency number. It could save your truck, your license, and your life. Go to OLI.org for info. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. We had an up and down trade in the cattle complex on Wednesday. We saw both sides of unchanged. However, we ended up closing higher for both live and feeder cattle futures. April live cattle up a dollar twenty-two at one nineteen forty-two. June up fifty-seven cents one twenty-two oh two. August live cattle up 67 at 121.67. Same story in feeder cattle. March feeders up 35 cents, 136.92. April feeders up $1.32, 144.65. May feeder cattle up 45 cents at 150.17. Cash fed cattle market seeing some light trade on Wednesday. Reports of sales in Kansas and Nebraska at 114. That makes the seventh week in a row now. We've seen steady prices at that 114 level. We did see the online Fed Cattle Exchange sell some cattle on Wednesday. 1,655 head of Texas cattle sold. Those cattle brought 114 and a quarter to 114.50. Boxed beef prices mixed. Choice up a dollar 87 to 28.80. Select down eight cents at 218.69. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Neighbor, 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 old Doug Bass at Cattleman's Brenham had a great sale last Friday. He'll have another one this Friday. Doug Bass, talk to us. What was the quality and how many noses did you count? We ended up with 768 head of cattle. Well, you know the routine. Let's walk those pins. Yes, sir. On your thinner way in cows bring 22 to 49. Better high yielding cows bring 50 to 70. Your thinner lower yielding bulls bring 67 to 78. Better high yielding bulls bring 82 to 99. Had a few pairs. Pairs bring anywhere from 450 to little old quarantine kind of cows to 1250 on the better crossbred cows. Bred cows, kind of same way. We had some little cows bring 400 up to 1100 on your better kind of cows. Your roping kids, one to two weight steers bring 175 to 222. 
two. Heifers bring 150 to 220. Two to three weight steers bring 150 to 222. Heifers bring 128 to 174. Three to four weight steers bring 145 to 197. Heifers bring 118 to 194. Four to five weight steers bring 120 to 188. Heifers bring 105 to 170. Five to six weight steers bring 110 to 162. Heifers bring 98 to 190. Six to seven weight steers bring a dollar to a dollar 42. Heifers bring a dollar two to a dollar 30. Seven to eight weight steers bring 110 to 121. Heifers bring 75 to 114. And your 800 to 1,000 pound steers and bullions bring 101 to 114. And your heiferettes bring 70. Sounds like a good sale. Now, I know you're catching cattle every day. What have you caught for this week's sale? Bring working started. You know, we're working lots of kids for folks, getting some leftover kids from last year. I think we'll have a pretty decent sale this week. we got good weather in front of us. The market's good. I would like to remind everybody too mr Laird. Uh, we will be having a special sale on april the 25th we are still taking consignments y'all are welcome to give me a call it's 979-877-4454 or call there at the office which is 979-836-3621 neighbor looks to me like we've run out of time for walking the pins a production of the texas farm bureau radio network i'm larry marble i'm your host good day Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now. Lean hogs continue to climb higher. April hogs up 77 cents, 93.67. May lean hogs up 95 at 96.07. Class 3 milk was lower. March milk down 11, 16.24. April milk down 3 cents, 17.39, 100 weight. Not a lot happening in the cotton market this week. It's been a tight-ranged, low-volume trade. Traders looking for Thursday's USDA weekly export sales to maybe give some direction to the market. We ended up closing mixed on Wednesday with May cotton down 41 points, 86.51. New crop December cotton up 7, closing at 83.72 cents. Beneficial precipitation from here in Texas all the way up through the high plains into the Dakotas, continuing to put pressure on the wheat market. We close lower with July Kansas City wheat down six and three quarters, six oh five and three quarters. July Chicago wheat down six and a half at six thirty and a half. The corn market mixed with May up three and three quarters, five fifty eight a bushel. September corn down two and a quarter, four ninety-seven. December corn down two and a quarter, four seventy-five and a half. In the energy markets, April natural gas was down four cents, two fifty-two. April crude oil down fifteen at sixty-four sixty-five a barrel. The financial markets higher. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 167 points, 32,992. The NASDAQ up 45 at 13,517. The S&P 500 up 9, 3,971. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. Don't forget, we'll be right back here next time to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you then. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or dfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Thank you.